Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. I'm Scott McIntosh, and my beautiful co-host here with me is Becky McIntosh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Becky McIntosh. Wasn't that your name? <laughs> That's my name. Yes. All right, then. <laughs> Sounds weird to have you introduce me like that. <laughs> so we have a wonderful guest today with us, uh, a friend. Uh, goes back quite a few years now, Ty Bennett. When Ty was 21 years old, he and his brother Scott, a uh, great name by the way, I must like, admit <laughs> that's I like why we brother. like. That's why I like you. That's why you, that's uh, right. Uh, well, really I like you because of Becky. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> they started a business in direct sales and they built that business to over 20 million annual revenue uh, while still in their 20s. Uh, that's just amazing to me. Ty draws on his experience in the trenches to share the real tangible techniques about principles of leadership that continue to create his success. The founder of Leadership Inc., who has been featured as one of the top 40 under 40, you're pushing that limit now, aren't you? I'm getting closer. I still have a few years. <laughs> Ty is a young, fresh voice, providing interactive presentations that are engaging, dynamic, and inspiring. So you've uh, you've got some great clients. Uh, you've got Subway and Coca-Cola and Wounded Warrior and Blue Cross and Remax. I mean, you've spoken on stage with President Clinton and President Bush. I mean, those those are amazing things. One of the youngest ever to be uh, acknowledged as a, as a certified speaker. What does it take to be sort of, well, let's not even get into that yet. Let's just get right into welcoming you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I, I've watched what you two are doing and have great respect for both of you, uh, both as people and speakers and, and great friends. So thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. Uh, we're honored to have you. We're honored to share the same town with you. Yeah. So we're on opposite ends. Yeah. Uh, fun to come over and visit. That's right. <laughs> see, see what the West Side's like. Yeah, huh? slum yeah. a little bit. Other side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you live by one of my favorite places, Cabela's. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I don't run into you all the time there. Yeah. I think the only thing I've ever bought from Cabela's is licorice. Have you had their licorice? Oh, that's yeah. good. It's oh, good. it's yes. so good. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever bought there, too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at Becky. She's not going to believe that. So... Tell us uh, about the CSP. Uh, start off with what that means. Well, when I, I don't know, I guess my approach to anything that I do is, is I, if you're going to do it, why not try and be the best? That's kind of how I look at life. I'm not sure why, but, but I just do. And so uh, when I started speaking, I looked at it, and CSP is the highest earned designation there is. There's, there's a Speaker Hall of Fame, and that's kind of a voted in by you know people that you can earn type of thing, not to discount that at all. But to become a certified speaking professional, it's, it's basically documenting over a certain number of years, a number of client speeches, revenue, all that kind of thing. And so it was something I just decided, you know, if I'm going to do it, why not go for it? And, uh, and we were able to do that pretty quickly. And luckily I have incredible clients that, that bring me in and allow me to share insights with their people. And it's fun. Right. Right. And I heard somebody say one time, uh, that it was less important to have a stand, standing ovation than to have a standing invitation. <laughs> I like that phrase. I've always thought about, from a speaking standpoint, I remember early in my career, 
you always have people who tell you you do a good job because people are just nice. Like they're not going to very rarely hear you can have somebody tell you you didn't do a good job. Right. But where I felt like my speeches got to a level that was really credible and relevant is when people who saw me speak would either hire me or refer me. Right. And that's what I was striving to get to. And, and that's what kind of creates a snowball effect. And I think if we extrapolate that out beyond speakers, I think that's how business works. It's when you add enough value that you become relevant in people's eyes and they say, wow, I want more of that. And so I think principally that's kind of what we're all striving for. Wow. A long time ago, it seems like, but I was in the concrete world and my brother and I were partners for many years and we never had our name even in the phone book, Hmm. which is really weird. It was before social media. We didn't have a website or anything like that. We were always really busy just off of referrals. And, and I, I agree with that same concept of when you're, when you're so busy because people are seeking you because of word of mouth. I think that's huge. Which is an interesting thing to think about in regardless of what you do, right? Whether it's uh, kind of a trade profession, you know, a speaker's a trade profession, concrete would be a trade profession, or as a leader or in sales or whatever it is, is there's an element of having to work as hard on yourself as you do on your business, Right, because as you increase that value and the the value that you bring, it it changes the dynamic. Yeah, value, giving them value, not just trying to see how much money you can make for the least amount of work, but actually adding value. Yeah, I talk a lot about leadership, and I, I think the key right now is relevant leadership. And what I mean by that, I think uh, to me, it's a balance between credibility and relatability. Right. If you're credible, that means you add value. You you bring something to the table. People want what you have. But at the on the other side, you have to be relatable. People have to know you, like you, trust you, connect with you. So if we can create that connection and that value, we become relevant to where people need what you have. And and I think that's what we're all striving for. Absolutely. Uh, at the beginning of when I was uh, doing a lot of speaking uh, different events, if they were asked to fill out a, a form. It was, yeah, yeah he had some great nice stories. Yeah, they're less nice on Yeah, they'll write their real thoughts on forms. <laughs> I agree. He has some really good stories, but I didn't see how it effect, how it was relevant to me. Mm-hmm. And you can't just tell stories. You've got to make You've it You've got to time into the audience, right? I, I agree. I think we do have to take our message. And I think when you tell people what they want to hear, you become popular. Mm-hmm. But you, when you tell people what they need to hear, you become relevant. Right. And and it's it's something where you you bring something that they need. They see how it applies, and and they can use it. And they can utilize that. Yeah, dark hole in the pure, in in this time of my life or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just was <laughs> wow. scathing, right? So it's just funny what people write. But and you are very generous at sharing value that is relevant. Um, relevant. I, what did I say? Revelant. Revelant. That's I don't, a good word. Let's go with revelant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rele- relevant. Relevant. So I follow you on, on Facebook, and every Monday you do the, your Monday mantra, mm-hmm. and I love it. I mean, and, and it's things that are just so simple, but so important. Well, so I started this years ago, uh, just just written, right, a Monday morning mantra, and so on all social media platforms, we share that, and I try and figure out a phrase that's very short to the point, like here's a takeaway message that you can just grab onto and think about just so that it can stick with you, right? And then this last year, we switched over to doing those as videos. And, and so we've, we do them in that format, but same concept. It just allows me to expand on the idea a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I'm glad you like it. That's fun. I think this week's challenge was um, not to complain. Yeah. Yeah, simple he concept, said, right? I he said to go quote. a week without complaining. Yeah. I thought, how do you go a whole week? <laughs> because when you complain, and I loved this, it's, it's a word that Scott uses a lot. Complain? No. When, oh. <laughs> the, the quote that you, that you oh, gave. Oh, T. Harvecker when, said, yes, you, when it. you complain, you become a living, breathing crap magnet. Yo, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. When you, when you said that, I thought, did I hear him right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's true. It I think, is. you know, it, and it's funny, uh, even just in our own home, because we always share the Monday morning mantra with my kids and my wife. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, this week we're not going to complain. Which and, we need to mention, you do have a wife and you have two sons and two daughters. I do, yeah, which is really the most important part of the process and maybe shocking for some people. But, uh, but yeah, so we, my wife yesterday said something and she goes, that's not a complaint. I'm just repositioning how I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. And your wife, Sarah, she is amazing. We just love her. Well, She's such a neat gal. Speaking of Sarah, when you met, cause I, I know your beautiful wife. Yeah. When you met her, how did you know that she was the one? Hmm. It's an interesting twist from business uh <laughs> so the song we chose for our wedding was the song feels like home it's from mm-hmm. how to lose a guy in 10 days uh and we chose it because i that's how it felt right mm-hmm. it just felt natural it felt comfortable and those words described i guess the feeling of it just wasn't ever hard it was very it just felt very easy uh, and so um but i think overall it just was a feeling of we felt comfortable and connected yeah. Yeah. It's evident that you have a very close relationship with your wife and your family, and you talk about your your family a lot. And you... I do. Well, I think one, it's a huge part of my life. Uh, you know, two, I think there's so many great lessons that you learn in in raising kids, and those are those close relationships you're interacting all the time, and and so there's so many good takeaway lessons, and they're so relatable to people, right? That they can people have kids or they're in families, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I bring probably a lot of that in there. And just the way my mind works, I'm always thinking about the leadership concepts that I'm teaching. And so when I see it play out with my kids, it just becomes very strikingly obvious. How do people find your Monday morning mantras? You can just connect with me on any social media platform, Ty Bennett. Um, You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And and they're all loaded on all of those. Uh Okay. Because uh, I see them on Facebook, and they're so professionally done, so well done. I've seen a lot of people who just are sitting in their truck seat on the way to work and do a little video and throw it out there on YouTube, you know, and not saying that I have or haven't done that and been that guy, <laughs> but uh, it just looks so pathetic and, and it sounds so bad. wrong with being real. No, 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 no. I think there's... Oh, if you're doing one, an occasional, but these are so good. Well, and, I mean, and your hand your gestures and everything. Oh, my hand gestures is really the key. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You just, you just do the right things at the right times. That's what I. That's what we base it on is the hand gestures. He, he makes fun of me often of speaking with my hands, so I must be doing it wrong. You're Italian. So I, need to, okay. I need to watch no. videos. Well, now you need to watch for the yes. purpose of hand gestures, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know. I just oh, noticed that at the end of that one, I just watched you do your hands. And I thought, I think he just takes every little part of this and dissects it of what would make That's it the hilarious. best. I have yet to have anybody compliment the hand gestures. Well, there you go. There you go. So I'll take it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's a time and a place for everything, right? And I think a lot of people do all sorts of videos, and I think that's great. I just wanted to kind of maybe step up my game a little bit on 
doing them because I do them consistently. Right. And so I, I have a great video guy that works for me, Tyler McCullough, um, at Cardinal Red Productions. He does an amazing job and I don't know how to do any of that. And so I just focus on hand gestures mostly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, for sure. It's working. It's so obvious. It. It's obvious, yeah. And Tyler's a good guy. So is that, that's been a big help because I know it you has. take him to almost all of your speeches as well. Yeah, he's traveled with me and I've just tried to do a lot more video. Um, you know, we, I don't know, we're just constantly, I think we're in a video world and we're, I have people who hire me to speak and they will get on and watch literally hours of video, right. you know, and so we're trying to put out as video as often as possible and make it so that we're adding value, giving great content, doing it in a way that, you know, really represents what I would like to be and what my brand right. should look like. And yeah, it's been good. That's great. That's great. And so as a, as a trainer and a coach, is it mostly in the speaking industry? Yeah, I don't do a ton of coaching. Um, I've never advertised it, like pursued it. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a, but I, I do have people reach out to me and ask me to coach them, typically around presentation skills. We spend a lot of time on hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to let you live that down. Uh, so I, I'm currently coaching a couple of speakers. I'm coaching a CEO of a company that I spoke for on his presentation skills. Oh. And then there's a group that I spoke for that... Uh, reached out to me and is having me coach a couple of their people who present on behalf of the company, uh, helping them develop their presentations. So I do a little bit of that. Um, the main thing outside of me being on stage is I started uh, the Leadership Inc. Institute here in Utah, which is a, an ongoing leadership development program for companies. So we have uh, about 10 companies that are part now from multiple different industries and, and continue to grow that. Okay, that's great. And you and you started so young, and you're still always quite young. been an entrepreneur. Yeah, I was one of those kids that just always loved entrepreneurship. As a kid, I wanted to. I mean, I was the kid that would go and like take your rocks out of your yard and paint them and try and sell them back to you. Or, you know, like yeah. just always doing something. And then in high school, I got involved in a business program that's called Deca. Uh, it's a great program for high school and college students. I chose to compete in the entrepreneurship category. And so I went through that process. Basically, it was like Shark Tank. You came up with a business and presented it to judges who are acting as venture capitalists. And so I studied a lot around entrepreneurship and uh, through that process ended up taking second in the, in the nation in that tournament. And uh, that won some college scholarships and some things, um, but chose to study entrepreneurship in college. And that was just something I fell in love with. I, I knew you'd done something like along those lines. And did you take speech classes as well? I've taken a couple. Um, in college, I took one. In high school, I took one. Uh, I've studied a lot of great speakers, and I've hired a lot of coaches that I've worked with and, you know, on lots of different things. Um, I find lately for me what I study more often than anything is comedy, mm-hmm. and that's just an area that I want to continue to improve upon just in, in terms of adding humor. And so... Uh, yeah, it's just, for me, it's kind of a passion. So you watch hours and hours of Seinfeld. Just, just. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great one. Yeah, I, it's, I'm funny cause I'll watch comedians and I enjoy them, but sometimes I'm like literally trying to dissect. I'm like you yeah. watching gestures, you know, like trying right. to see what they do, right? Not right. just how they deliver things, but 
Yeah, what it, what it is that makes them tick. Yeah. Okay, so you spoke with uh, two presidents mm-hmm. uh, on the same stage. Share a little bit of that moment. So I've spoken twice at an event with President Bush, and then once uh, at this an event. This is Junior? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And once at an event where Bush and Clinton were together on stage. So the one that first one with the presidents was actually, that was like... I don't know, that was kind of a pivotal moment in my speaking career because it was pretty early in my speaking career. And this group hired me that do big events in the food service industry. And I spoke for them at an event and did well. They liked me. And then I came back about a month later and said, hey, we have an opening slot. It's the closing keynote actually following right after a break. And before the break is President Bush and President Clinton. And you did a great job at this one. We'd like to have you do that. And I was like, what? (laughs) And uh, I was so enamored with just watching. A guy interviewed, the CEO of that company interviewed the two of them on stage and just awesome insights. And I only followed them because that was the slot. They said, this is what time we're going to be on, right? Right. Um, But yeah, fascinating to see. Crazy how it changed the event because Secret Service was everywhere. (laughs) But yeah, really, that was where... They then sent me a link about a week later, and it showed, here's our keynote speakers, and it showed President Bush, President Clinton, Ty Bennett, and then, like, the CEO of Taco Bell. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, how did you get a screenshot of this? Yeah, wow. And and so did they use a teleprompter for their speech, or did they? No, because it was interview format, so that was it, it was just okay. laid out very simple. I've spoken with a lot of different, I don't know, political figures, like, Earlier this year, Martin Luther King III, Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Jr.'s son, um, and he used a teleprompter and, and kind of how he went through and really amazing, inspirational guy. But yeah, the you know, Bush actually is way more charismatic than I think we realized when he was president. Mm-hmm. He's he's pretty awesome on stage. Right. He's funny and and just has a good way about him. And Clinton's always been known as a great communicator. And right. uh, so, yeah, it was really neat. No fights broke out? No, they they were very cordial and really shared some interesting things. They started dissecting, like, decision-making processes and stuff. I mean, you imagine mm-hmm. the kind of decisions they have to make. Yeah. Uh, it was fascinating. Yeah, that's what an experience. That's neat that you were able to be a part yeah, of that. Yeah, that was fun. So what are some, some tips that you could give our listeners? Um, I'm just imagining someone in the audience who's really having a bad day. They don't see hope. What are some tips or some words of inspiration you could give them? Well, I think you, we were talking about this before, but last night we went and saw the movie Wonder. Uh, really one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Just amazing. And I think just as you asked that question, it reminds me, you know, we all have the things we're going through and most people have no idea. I mean, I do, you do, you know, everybody does. Uh, and there's times that we need that more often than not. One of the concepts I teach a lot in my book, The Power of Influence, I talk about this idea of focusing on being interested, not interesting. And really where that came from, I had a 19-year-old a family friend who had moved here to Utah to go to school. And she reached out to me one day asking for advice. And she came over and we met. And uh, I asked her how I could help. And to be honest, I thought she'd ask me something about writing a book or starting a business, something like that, right? And she told me she wasn't happy. She was just struggling. She wasn't making friends. She wasn't dating much. And she was just having a hard time. And as I listened to her explain this whole time in her life, she said multiple times, I just wish I was more interesting. I wish people wanted to get to know me better. I wish they'd reach out to me, right? So in that conversation, multiple times, she shared this statement. She said, I wish I was more interesting, right? I wish people wanted to get to know me better. I wish they'd reach out to me. 
And at the end of it, she asked for my advice. And so my advice was, I want you to focus on being interested, not interesting, right? Being interesting is all about us, but being interested is all about other people. And that's a really hard thing to do. I, I really am one of those people that wants to focus my time and attention on where I have control. And I don't have control on whether people reach out to me. I don't have control on whether or not people find me interesting or want to serve me or want to engage with me. But I do have control on if I reach out to other people. And that changes your day. You cannot be proactive in reaching out to other people, in being kind, in serving others, in doing those things without it making you better. It's, I've found that to be very helpful. Some wonderful words of wisdom and that we could all implement into our lives to be interested instead of worrying about being interesting. Yeah. So. To actually be able to engage and just listen to somebody, tell their story and to feel their pain, to feel their joy, to feel their success is, is a, that's well, an if art. You take that a st- yeah, it is. It's an art form. If you take that a step further, I mean, you can do that, be interested in conversation, but even being proactive, right? Going out and serving somebody, um, I did a video, I was on this news segment years ago that I talked about the importance of service and what service does for you when you serve other people. And this lady in Arizona reached out to me and she literally, she'd gone through a divorce. She'd been in her bed for three days. She hadn't gotten out of bed. She was searching through YouTube and somehow found that video. And she went, he's right. And she got up and she put on clothes and she went directly to a shelter and she said, can I help? And they said, sure. And she called me after 60 days of doing that every single day. Wow. And she goes, you've changed my life. And I was like, wow. no, I did, I did nothing to change your life. Like, think about that. Wow. And as hard as that is to step out of that funk and say, I'm going to go help somebody, that's what changed her life is she was so proactive in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, great. beautiful words of wisdom. Ty has uh, several books, uh, Power of Influence, The Power of Storytelling, uh, the best, no, the two, the two most important days, two of your most life. important days of your We've life. We've talked about that book. We've brought that I up love that book. in several yeah. different episodes. Yeah. I love that book. I have book. quotes from it on my wall in my office. Awesome. So thank you. Yeah. So great stuff, Ty. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Uh, enjoyed, uh, having you here with us and just sharing these moments with you and, and, uh, sharing you with our friends. So thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you, Ty. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.